what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast. But Timothy Rocks are rocking. It'll thrive. Wish you guys a happy Tuesday. It's June 29th already. My God. And I've got a kick-ass episode for you today. So I found about this band because I'm, for some reason, friends with the band's lead singer before I even shot this. But, I mean, we basically became friends during this podcast as well. And I found out that they were going to be opening on a mini tour for two bands we've had in the podcast in the past, both Awake at Last and Ra. You guys remember Sahaj? Well, this band has worked with Sahaj, working on some new music, and they released their first single, STFU, and it is anthemic rap rock in all of its glory. So you guys want to get in the know of this band and get in the know of this podcast now. So please welcome Damien from the band Red Star. Are you guys ready? Because I sure as hell am. Let's go! Oh, yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. This band, I found them because, well, two reasons. One, I saw a post for a mini tour with Ra and Awake at Last, two bands we've had on the podcast before, and this band was also on that bill. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Plus, for some random reason, before this podcast even shot, I was friends with the lead singer on Facebook and saw their brand new single, STFU, or Shut the Fuck Up, if we want to actually put the full entire thing in there, recently yeah. released as well. And I'm like, okay, let's check this out. I checked out the teaser, checked out the whole song, and now, bing, bang, boom, we are right here talking about all of it. So, everybody, please welcome the podcast from the band Red Star, Damien. So, Damien, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Woo! What's up, man? <laughs> Not much, great. man. I mean, how's everything going over in New Jersey on this, you know, day that we're living in? I mean, it's cool, man. Fucking, you know, it's it's getting nicer out. You know, I fucking on the East Coast, we get all the fucking seasons. So, you know, it's uh, but it's been getting warm around. As you see, I'm wearing one of my a thousand cutoffs that I have. <laughs> so fucking it's it's getting that time, man. Fucking I'm happy. It's nice out. Same here. I mean, where I'm from, I mean, we all get all four seasons too here in Wisconsin. I mean, sometimes we get all four seasons in one week if it's possible. And right now I'm shooting this. I mean, I, I came home and it was just blaringly hot and humid. So I'm like, okay, let's close the windows because I forgot to close them before I left the house this morning. Like, okay, let's get them all closed. Let's turn the air on. And after an hour, the air still hasn't fully grasped the situation that I'm in right now. So if you're watching this podcast, you start to be sweating. It's not that I'm nervous. It's just, it's really freaking hot in here. Yeah, I'm not hot. It's hot outside, you know? So everybody, it's, it's all good. Everybody relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like we're like living in, you know, place where all of a sudden we have a fire roaring in the fireplace and it's still 95 degrees outside and humid. No, I'm, it's just the fact that it's hot, humid, and my air is just not kicking in fully. It'll take probably another hour. By the time we get done with this, I'll probably be like, oh, it's nice in here. And then all of a sudden, oh, that's it. Shoot. But oh, well, we'll get to that point when we get to that point. So, Damien, as we open this podcast, there's always three questions I ask in order to get the ball rolling, in order to get you uh, more well-known with the fans, and just kind of open you up to it. So the two questions I ask are very easy, very simple, but that third one is always the one that is the most fun for me, the craziest one for me, the one that puts you on the spot a little bit, but it's all in good fun. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to Red Star, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself or your time with the band, whatever it might be, that will hopefully make me fall out of this chair I'm sitting in, laughing my ass off. I have had that happen a couple of times from a band telling about how they've chloroformed other band members, dragged them oh. to a beach, buried them halfway in the sand, may look like their legs got bitten off by sharks just for shits and gigs. 
bands going on tour and all of a sudden, oh, you can't stop in a bathroom. So, you know, they got to take a, they take a cup, just pee in it. And all of a sudden, okay, we're going to chuck this cup out the window only for it to come back in through another window and give the drummer a golden shower in a way, or bassist light their balls on fire. Um, I've heard a bunch of random wacky ones. Those are the ones that still stick out in my head. So I always bring them up as examples of crazy ones. So Damien, take it away. Well, fuck man. You set the fucking bar like really high. Cause like <laughs> just throwing it out there. Like, you know, we've as a band, like, so our, the band's very new, but we all live in different places. So, uh, you know, we've only gotten together a handful of times, you know, so we don't got like a lot of crazy memories, you know? Um, but you know, like, like you said, I'm Damian Drake, kind of hard to figure it out. Not really fucking <laughs> I'm the vocalist. So I'm that guy with the fucking mic. Holy shit. I didn't know that people can do that. And then that third <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was thinking about it while you're, you're spitting out, you know, all these other stories. I'm like, fuck dude, we don't really have anything that cool. I mean, I guess like, one that was kind of funny was that uh, uh, the last time we went to the studio, right, uh, right when we were done or we left and our producer, Sahaj, the vocalist of Raw, he goes, hey, like, we're like, I'm at this casino. You guys should pull through. And we're like, and we, keep in mind, this is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're like, where the fuck's there a casino around here? And we pull up and it's like a fucking VFW, but they have like a casino inside of it and i've never <laughs> seen that before right and keep in mind like besides uh my drummer who lives in florida like the mask thing was is still like a thing but there they didn't have to worry about it so like mikey walks in with like his mask on and first so is like dude can you take that thing off you look like fucking scorpion you know from like mortal Kombat. <laughs> you're gonna scare people you know and it's just like so wild dude there's like blackjack tables there's poker tables there's fucking roulette People are drinking. Fuck it. I was like, whole like I've just never seen like a a casino in a VFW, and this thing was in like a fucking like a like a shopping center, dude. Like it was like it was a charity casino, you know. And we <laughs> and like dude, the minute we got there, fucking Russ was just like, oh, this is, it's fucking Damien's birthday, and it really even wasn't. Fucking got me free drinks, and then fucking this like big big heavy set dude was like the guy that you would like put your name down for if you wanted to go play at one of the tables and like fucking it was just like kind of funny because like i've just never seen anything like that before and man i got hammered dude you know i got <laughs> really hammered and that's like night one of us getting there and i remember passing out back at the house fucking with the crazy spins and i'm like i'm never gonna fall asleep i do anyway and I woke up at like eight in the morning the night, the next day when I had to do vocals for this track. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, I didn't fix that song. I'm like sitting there like in bed, like half alive, like rewriting lyrics and like rapping to myself. And like the whole band was like out that day. And they like after like later on, they're like, we don't know how the fuck you recorded that fucking today, dude, because we were done. You know what I mean? Like we got hammered man at a fucking casino at a vfw in a shopping plaza in fort wayne so that's probably our our fucking our crazy story as of right now you know i'm sure we'll get some better ones as time goes on oh absolutely why does it not surprise me that sahaj had you guys meet him there though it doesn't surprise me at all well you know he i mean he's also been fucking living out there man and i guess he's just like he's found the spots you know and it's funny because i think that that place was only open for like two weeks like prior to us going there for the first time so it was like brand new 
You know, it was just, again, I've never, you know, plenty, I've seen plenty of VFWs. I've been to like VFW shows and like, there's plenty of them everywhere, you know, but like not a casino in a VFW that's a charity casino. So how much of that they donate, I don't fucking know. I won money, so I don't care. And fucking, it was just, it was pretty fun. It was a fun night, but I definitely low-key regretted it in a way because I was so beat up recording the next day that I was just like dog and throw it. But the song still came out sick that we were working on. So I was happy about that. <laughs> was that when you guys were working on STF or was that a different song you were working on? Uh, this was something different. ST, uh, STFU is actually like done in like a batch of tracks. The very first time I met all these guys. So like, keep in mind, I only kind of knew my drummer because of uh, just like from the internet, basically just bullshitting on Instagram. Prior to that, I didn't meet any of these guys till we all met up probably like around this time last year, like beginning of June when we first went out to go record with Sahaj. And that was the very first time I met any of these guys in person. And then literally the second time we met was to fucking shoot the music video for STFU. So like this band, the way this band became a thing is just really wild. And it's never, it's not something I've ever been like a part of. I'm so used to that. Oh, you got to start a band locally and then you guys can go live wherever you want. But fucking this one, it was just like, oh, we live everywhere. You know, except uh, Mikey and Eric, uh, the guitarists and the basses, they both live in L.A. So since Mikey started the band, as I was like the last piece coming in, he started the band. The band is an L.A. based band, but we're basically just from fucking everywhere, you know? Yeah, but that's still kind of intriguing. The fact that you guys have three different locations that you're from and it's not like they're really close either. I mean, you've got one in the western part of the United States on the west coast and you've got two guys on the east coast but when it comes to the east coast you've got one that's south and one that's more north so it's just you guys are all over the place so it's kind of like when you guys are putting stuff together kind of like what happened with the pandemic with a lot of bandits you're doing a lot of collaboration online a lot of zoom calls probably a lot of different ideas where it's just you're passing stuff back and forth and not really being able to work on it fully together like a classic you know, more stereotypical kind of band would be if it was more local. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing either because it's proven to have worked, especially during the pandemic as well with bands that are being all over the place. You couldn't really get together. So you have to write a lot, you know, on Zoom. It's shown that, you know, the possibility for this is working. A lot of bands have created different tracks and sent different tracks to producers and even collaborated with like other people that are, you know, a thousand miles away from them and just sent them stuff over Zoom. I've talked to many people that have done that. So the fact that you guys are able to do that just as a whole band, isn't that surprising after what we just went through? Yeah, I mean, dude, just with technology, like anything's fucking possible now, man. Like literally, like, I mean, like that's the way we fucking keep in contact. It's like emails, phone calls, texts, Zoom calls, you know, it's like these are all things. And we get together when we have to like do like, a music video or a photo shoot or a fucking record or tour, you know, like we get like, so like, you know, just like any other band that doesn't all live in the same place, you know, you get together when you're doing like the things that you need to do when you're together. But for the most part, yeah, it's like, you don't even have to be like this big established band to fucking do something like that. You know, cause like a lot of people think like, Oh, well then once you're big, you all live wherever and then you got the money to fucking travel to record or fucking meet up right before the tour starts. But it's not as impossible as it sounds. 
you know it's actually pretty fucking easy it's just all that's just more traveling really that's about it but i don't mind it it's what a airplanes for you know what i mean or a fucking car if you feel like taking forever to get to where you gotta go <laughs> well i mean especially if you go from new jersey all the way out to la i mean taking a car out there i mean that just if it's by yourself that's gonna be two days at least just because you're not gonna be able to drive you know what is it like 30 some hours just out there unless you want to do the whole entire cannonball run thing then i mean totally go for it i still think that, what's the i mean what's the record now that's like 20 21 hours maybe but You'd be real lucky and tip of all the cops in the way be like, hey, just don't pull me the fuck over. Yeah, literally. I I actually the first time we went to Indiana, I drove out there because that's not too bad to drive from like East, like New Jersey to the Midwest. But even that was like the drive back, man, because I was like about a 10 hour drive, like the drive back. It's like I had to make multiple stops because it's just like doing it on like by yourself. It's like, you know, after a while, it's like you, you kind of get dogged out a little bit but it's a lot easier instead of driving to la to just hop on a plane that's like a five-hour flight you know what i mean and then i'm and and i trust me i did it once just to get to the studio never doing that again i'm like i'd rather just pay the extra money and fucking hop on a plane it's a little bit easier understandable it's all about knowing exactly what you want to do with it like for myself i don't mind driving just because it's kind of my time just to zone out however i do understand where you're coming from where if it's by yourself and it's a lot longer of a distance, you do kind of get that like zoned out feel from time to time. And then as you're kind of getting that second half of the journey, you know, you're coming back, it's like, can this just be over? And then you're just kind of getting more irritated by it. Cause I know um, back in March, I went to a wedding out in Erie, Pennsylvania. So it was driving from Milwaukee to Erie. It was about eight, eight and a half hours ish, but it was me and two of my buddies and one of my friend's fiance's. And we had this minivan. We literally took the middle seats, dropped them back. So it's like, Oh, we had this whole space in the middle and then the giant seat in the back. And so everyone's just like spread out. Like it was really nice. And then mm-hmm. going to Blue Ridge in September, it's there's going to be six of us, but we're taking two cars because we're going to use one car as like the basically like our like hauler. It's like, okay, we're going to throw all this shit in there. And then two people are going to be driving there. The other one's going to have four people in it. So kind of yeah. depends on what you want to do. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the one in the two car person like the whole time just because like, okay. I'm just going to crank up the tunes and whoever wants to join me can join me. Hey, there you go. Hey, I mean, that's not a bad idea, you know, and plus like that wouldn't be terrible on gas, you know, having like the two vehicles and between fucking all of you guys like splitting that, that shouldn't be fucking too bad. No, not at all. But there are times where it's like, okay, I don't want to have to like, I do agree with you. It's like, there's times like you just don't want to drive out there because it just gets, it can be just long, ridiculous. Just I'd pay a little bit of the extra money, hop on a plane because sometimes the time spent, you know, between driving there out there and all of a sudden taking a plane and chipping away at that time, sometimes it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially it's just like in my fucking life, man, like I time is just like of the fucking essence, literally. So like, it, like I like like I was saying before, I'd much rather just like cut it down with flights because even like, uh, you know, like where all of like our touring equipment is at is fucking with our drummer in florida so the idea is that you know before the rots or we're all gonna go to florida practice for like a week and then fucking head to the midwest and even that's not from jersey to florida like that drive's not necessarily terrible i've done it before but at the same time where i'm at a flight is literally two hours mm-hmm. you know what i mean like okay cool and they're honestly really cheap like to go from jersey to florida there's a lot of there's really cheap flights so it's like i'm fucking be there in two hours like why not instead of like 
but let me drive there so I could save fucking 10 bucks, you know? <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm fucking taking up all this extra time to go do that. Oh, totally understandable. Because I remember this was back in 2015 where I was in school up in Minnesota and me and four of my friends were like, yeah, let's go to Spring Break. Let's go to Panama City Beach. From Minneapolis to PCB, it took us almost 24 hours driving there. But the biggest reason we wanted to drive there was because, one, we're all college kids, so saving money is a good idea. And five guys packed into a small-ass Honda Civic. Not the best idea. I would not do that again. But when I was 20 years old, I didn't give a crap because it meant we could also haul our beer down there. Of course, I'm 20 years old at the time. I can't legally buy beer when I'm there, but... I can still haul it. If I was on a plane, there's no way in hell I could haul it. But then we got to the hotel and it's like, okay, let's just make sure we have our contacts in line. So if someone has to go make a run, we can be like, hey, we'll give you this amount of money. Go get us this shit. But it's, but even when it comes to flights as well, I mean, I kind of get lucky here where it's, okay, I'm trying to find a flight somewhere already. What's going to be cheaper? Can I fly out of Milwaukee somewhere cheaper? Or am I going to have to take the hour drive down to O'Hare? And just get dropped off there and maybe, you know, save like 50 bucks because, oh, here's a bigger airport. They got more traffic coming and you never know. You might find some better deals. It's all kind of a game of just figuring out what's going to be best for your time as well. Because I totally agree. Time is definitely of the essence when you have so much you're trying to get done, so much you want to accomplish. When your vision is so grand that you don't want to waste any time. Efficiency is the name of the game. Yeah, man. And and trust me, it's like, like probably... Well, once it gets to a certain point, like I'll probably we'll probably all move closer to one another. So that way, like, you know, because once it gets to the point where I'm going to have to like go to L.A. or something like all the fucking time. Well, then at that point, I might as well fucking just move towards there, you know, or move at least closer there. So it's easier to get to because at, at the end of the day, like that that's how it's just going to get, you know, after a certain point where like we're we're going to end up having to fucking be around each other and do things like often, you know, and then that's, but again, it's just, all, it's all figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like as of right now, it's like, like, it's not saying we're not busy. It's just like, it's not to where like, all right, dude, we ought to be with each other every weekend. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. we're fucking dating or something. You know? So <laughs> it's, uh, but again, as of right now, it's, it's definitely getting a lot busier now that we have this fucking song out. And not, not only a new song, but also, again, the tour that was announced as well. So there is a lot more going on. I totally understand what you're saying with when things get picked up to the point where if you guys have to be closer to each other, you're going to make that call at that time. But right now, if you're able to do the things you want to be able to do and with the way the band like originated, where the fact you guys are completely different places and it has worked out in the past, it does make sense you guys are able to pull this off. But again, time efficiency and prioritizing the right things in certain time is definitely an asset that you're going to need to have. And the fact that you have it is incredible because not a lot of people have that mindset where it's like, okay, we have like this, like basically use the most of the time we have. Okay. We have a certain amount of downtime, but we have this grand vision of what we want to get done, what we want to accomplish, what we want to become. How do we get this done? Okay. You have this little sliver of time here. What can you do with this little sliver of time so that maybe you get to a point where Oh, you know, the weekend comes and some one of your friends or someone in your family wants to do something, you really want to do it, even though you have all this work. Well, you had your time work so efficiently that now you're still able to do it. So you're still able to do everything you want, everything you love, but also still spend that other time for yourself that kind of lets you relax, recharge. And then when all of a sudden you have to jump back into it, your mind is clear and you're ready to go. Yeah. Could have said better myself, man. 
Fuck it. I, I couldn't stop thinking about like how we both decided to wear black hats today. <laughs> I was just I was, I was like, it's not like I, all I was thinking to myself just now was like, what are the odds of that one? I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. but then again, it's a fucking common color, but fuck it. I'm like, now I, I've grown to as like my hair's gotten fucking longer. It like, just to give you an idea, like, like the length of my hair, fucking, I've never had like really long hair in my life until now. And I'm not fucking used to it with like hot weather. So I'm so used to just now just tying it back and fucking throwing a hat on. So it doesn't look like a complete mess, but it's also like helping me out with the heat. So I've, I've like went out and copped a lot of fucking snapbacks. So <laughs> <laughs> that way I have a little bit of an assortment. <laughs> I, I totally understandable. I mean, I, for myself, I've all, ever since I was like a junior in high school, I've always been kind of like, okay, that's been, that was like shit, 10, 11 years ago already. Like, I'm always wearing hats, whatnot. It's just kind of the thing I kind of came into because I figured out I actually look better with a hat on instead of, you know, with just this weird random blonde hair and just letting it flop around. So I'm, I'm always got like different hats on. And it's usually, well, not a lot though, because I usually like I find one. I'm like, I like this one. And I just kind of stick with it. So on this podcast, I usually wear this black one all the time. Sometimes I'll throw in a, like my purple Minnesota Vikings one. I used I would throw my Brewers one, but it is a lot dirtier. Um, I have a gray Kevin Harvick number four hat that. Oh, God, that thing is that I use that like for anything I'm doing. Like that's like more, you know, if I have to change oil on my car, if I'm going disc golfing or something, if I'm doing something that's like, you know, I'm outside. and I don't really care what happens to the hat because. I have had that hat drenched in red and green colored water when I went to go see Guar in 2019. Like that hat can take anything. Hey, I'm I'm the same way. It's like it's even me with like clothes. Like it's very like situational. But like to compliment the hats, it's like you know, like I have like you know, I'm, I'm a Buccaneers fan for football and a Knicks fan for basketball. So like you know, obviously if I'm fucking going, if I'm watching football, I'm gonna fucking rock the Bucks hat with the jersey. And then same deal with like even like the time of season. Like I I don't know. I'm like. I'm weird about that. I'm like, I feel like I only want to rock like football shit if it's football season, basketball shit if it's basketball season, and then just a clusterfuck of whatever else in the middle. But then like if I'm doing like like more dirty work, you know, then I'll I'll rock like my fucking thrasher trucker hat or like I got like this black punisher hat, the same deal I fucking worn in fucking hell and back, you know. And I it's like if this thing gets fucking annihilated, it doesn't matter, you know. So it's it's like it's all situational, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just depending upon what's going to work out for you at that moment. Always throw it on. And I, I get that, too, especially with summer coming where, especially with you having a longer hair now, yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you find a way not to have it all, you know, scraggly all over the place either. Plus, also, that shit can get hot real quick. Dude, I'm not fucking used to it at all. I've had short hair, like, my whole life. And then I just finally said, fuck it. Let me grow it out and look like a typical band guy. And fucking... <laughs> Literally, I'm like, it's cool at certain times. And then the rest of the time, I'm either thrown in a beanie or a hat. So it's like, you know, it's uh, definitely something I'm still getting used to. But it's, uh, you know, I I, I don't think I'm going to get rid of it anytime soon. Because, again, I like I said, I've had short hair my whole life. So at least trying to do something fucking different, just a little bit more exciting to me. Because I'm always like, I'm already thinking about like, fucking like i might want to dye it a different color or something i don't fucking know because I, I get bored kind of easily with like my looks so i'm always investing in like new outfits for like shows and shit or like different like ideas maybe with makeup or something like i try not to go like 
super overboard with it. Like, I don't think I'd ever, like, try to go, like, a full guar or, like, a fucking, like, I don't know, like, a King Diamond or some shit. Yeah, but, like, yeah. but, you know, but, like, I, I still fuck with all that. Like, I love shock rock and shit, but I just think I'm, like, damn, dude, just putting fucking eyeliner on is a process. Like, I don't I can't even imagine, like, <laughs> doing, like, a full get up or, like, crazy face paint or something, you know? Yeah, neither can I. I mean, I've seen bands pull it off as well. For for me, it's just like if I tried doing that, it's not my style. It just wouldn't look the best. But it does also like the needs like the feeling that you can always like change your look, change your hair around as well, and kind of be able to play around with it. It also allows you to kind of just express a little bit more creatively and also work within the kind of music that you're working in within that moment. Because I have seen different bands, you know, they do different things in terms of like, you know, the face makeup style, just what they're wearing, the different hair dyes as well. And it kind of gives them an identity in a way where it's like, okay, you see this, you see this kind of hair and all of a sudden like your mind immediately goes to like a certain artist or a certain group or a certain band or like any kind of certain look. It just, it's a little bit of a weird thing where it has this, um, what's the, it has this like stock in a way kind of in culture where you see that and you kind of think about it, especially like in a rock and metal sense. I'll, I'll use a perfect example. Like anytime I see someone that has like, just this bright, vibrant blue hair. I'm all like, first time I see it, like, I'm like thinking, oh shit. Now I kind of want to listen to Diamante music right now, just because like, she's got the blue hair. And it's just like, if I see it, I'm just like, something clicks. And I'm like, huh, kind of want to listen to that shit right now. Like it, it's weird, but it works. Like it has this idea. It has this identity behind it. It has a stock behind it that kind of people get invested in a way. The fans get invested in a way and then they can have fun with it as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Hell, take a look at Ash Costello from New Year's Day with the half black, half red, the half head kind of style. I've yeah. seen a lot of people on Twitter all of a sudden, like on Instagram, like copying it because they connect so well with the band where it's like they kind of want to go with that style as well. Not that, but the red and black color scheme, the mix of that is one of my favorite color schemes of all time as well. So it just fits vibrantly as well. And now when I see like that, like the mix of the colors, if kind of thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I've got a lot of other things I think about that color scheme with, but musically i'm like for some reason i kind of started shifting towards new year's day it's like oh if i see that i'm like working on something all of a sudden working on like a different color scheme bringing the red and the black i'm thinking huh i'm gonna put in some new year's day while i work on this and all of a sudden just like gets in that mode gets in that vibe like it just creates a certain identity and creates a certain stock within somebody's mind in a way yeah and and honestly man like i i feel like when it comes to that stuff because i i believe in that heavily like i like i believe like heavily in like kind of like creating a character almost man like because at the end of the day like i feel like there's too many times i see like band promos where every guy is wearing like the same like all black outfit and they're trying to like look all serious but then they like have like a scruff beard and like their hair is <laughs> like one of five haircuts you know it's like so fucking boring man like i like i'm so like i get so tired of seeing that that it's like Again, I it might be like maybe it's like the 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 love I have for like the above and beyond like musicians or characters like it, it's even like I I tied into like fucking wrestling man where like I I fucking loved like I I was I fucking just finished watching like all like the A and E like WWE biographies and it's the same shit with that like those motherfuckers are characters you know what I mean like you see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even though that guy's just a bald guy with a fucking goatee, you know that's him because yeah. he's he created this character. You know what I mean? And that's what you associate with that with. You associate the vest, you associate the beers. You know what I mean? It's it's all just kind of goes hand in hand. And that's what I always try to like 
keep in mind going into like creating this stuff, you know, is like, like, I want to make sure that I'm recognizable and I stand out in a room because I hate blending in in a room, man. Like I, like when I go to like a mall or something and I feel like I see five of the same person walking in the mall, I'm like, fuck that dude. Like I'd rather like look crazy. You know what I mean? I'd rather look fucking crazy then like just wear like the same exact outfit that 10 other guys are going to have on when I go to the fucking mall, you know, it, it's like, and it's just like a, to me, it's like a form of like individuality. And it's also weeds out a lot of fake ass people. Cause uh, like a lot of, like, I feel like when you kind of look very similar to like a majority of fucking people, it, it's like, they all like almost uh, insinuate that you think similar to them it, just because you're wearing like a similar outfit you could be two completely different fucks, you know, it's like it just because we might look similar doesn't mean I'm going to remotely like the same shit you like. It's a good, it's a good like call possibly, but a lot of times it's like, Oh no, I'm way different from you. <laughs> like, like I'm mm-hmm. definitely a lot different. So I don't know. I, I just, I have more fun with like just fucking bot, like, like wearing things that are a little bit more interesting and, and trying to like, push the envelope to an extent, but like not at the same time, be like walking around with corpse paint on, you know? So it's like, you know, I, it's like, I, I, I find like the middle ground, but I, I always like don't tend to go too far. Right. Because I, at the end of the day, like certain things just take too long to fucking put together. And I'm, I'm a little lazy in my own time, but, (laughs) but when it comes, when it comes to like being on stage and stuff, I do put the effort in, but like, I also want to make sure that that average person is like not intimidated by it. Like they like, they feel like more welcome to like accept it in a way. And if they don't, then fuck them. I don't really care because it's just like, Hey, I'll, I'm, I'm doing what I can do. And if you, if you're not into it, I mean, it's not for you, man. Fucking I'm not here to, you know, appeal to everybody. Cause that's just never going to happen. Oh, absolutely. You'd never be able to appeal to everybody. And a couple of things on that, just to add to it. One is when you were talking about just the the look overall in terms of you see a lot of bands out there with promos and it's like you they just look the exact same. I do a different YouTube series called the Kevin Figures Out Series where I take bands I don't know all that well. And I look at them and I try and figure out if I like them or not. And one of the sections I have is called the image and the gimmick section. And that section, I take a look at how the band looks and presents themselves in terms of their actual image, then what the, what they present themselves in in music videos, and then a live setting as well to try and get a full feel for it. And always starting out with that like that image, it's either you're you're kind of the same as everybody else, or you're so much further out there that you have your like it's just it's you, when you see it, you know it. And it's kind of like I know what you're talking about where. There's a lot of bands. Oh, you know, you see the promo, the scruffy beard wearing mostly like dark colored clothes, standing there with like arms crossed, you know, a little bit of like a like a serious look on your face or like a blank expression. (laughs) I mean, I get it. It does put out a certain vibe of like what the music is going to be about. But you see other bands that kind of go further above and beyond with that. And it does kind of it, it it does basically set the tone already. And it might potentially even limit some of the fans that could be brought in and out because it's like, oh my God, that might be too much for us. But then there's people that really get into it. So it's basically, you might be getting less fans off that, but all of a sudden it's just the people that get into it are so dedicated into it. And 
I mean, take a look at, I'm trying to think a couple examples. Take a look at Baby Metal with the whole entire Japanese, J-pop, uh, Japanese idol culture influence they have on that as well. There's a lot of people that are like really into that Japanese culture anime that just got really into it because of it. Ice Nine kills with the whole entire horror trope as well with all the different horror imagery that they bring out in their music and in their uh, image. I mean... I, I didn't know much about the band. I went to go see him live and I was freaking hooked from like from like the first song. I'm like, holy shit. I'm trying to think of a couple others that could motionless and with the whole entire like gothic look, very similar to like the shock rock Manson style thing, but a little bit more just like straight in the gothic style. It does make a lot of sense, but it does bring out a lot more of that individuality because I kind of feel the same way as you. Hell, if I go to a bar or something, like if I go downtown Milwaukee, hang out with my friends, it seems like every guy is dressed the same. Every girl is dressed the same. And then there's me in some like ridiculous band t-shirt. It's like, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm just going to be me and just hanging out. Like you kind of already get a feel of like, okay, this guy is not like one of these other people, but I don't want to be like those other people. I want to be like myself. I love who I am. I want to stick with it. So hell, if I'm being at a bar and all of a sudden you see me wearing a crazy falling in reverse shirt or like literally one of the Ice Nine Kill shirts where Donald Duck is running through the uh, Overlook Hotel as Jack Torrance with a giant axe. Yeah, I'm going to end up enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, dude, and that's that's how you gotta be, man. And it's like, honestly, what I what I've learned, like, just kind of finding that, like, being comfortable with yourself and just doing like those kinds of things is that you you kind of learn to like enjoy life more, man. You know, like you learn to like enjoy life more. And honestly, you normally meet like other people who are just like fucking dope people. You know, it's just like it's. Like, like I can easily say that, like, I, I, cause there was a point where prior to me just kind of saying, fuck it. And just kind of going a different route. Like I definitely looked more like quote unquote normal, you know? And I, and, and I can definitely say I'm a lot more like happier as a person that I just stopped giving a shit, you know? Like I, I just stopped fucking caring. Like today, dude, like I'm rocking, like, I mean, you can't see from the lower half, but like I'm rocking like a practically like an early 2000s look with like loose pants and like fucking vans on with with my fucking cutoff, you know, and like I don't see I didn't see one person that looked like me today. And I and I kind of like that, dude, like there's nothing wrong with like seeing another person like you like I'm not like, ah fuck, that guy looks like me today. I, I got to go home and be sad. Like, I don't like it's not like that, but it's like. I don't know. Again, it's just like I I've just grown to love like individuality like so much. And 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 it's just fucking again, it's like it's a happier, it's like a better mindset to have, you know, to just like learn how to express yourself and not feel like, oh man, if I express myself, I'm gonna fucking be judged and and whatever, you know, and like have to and like worry about other people's opinions. Because at the end of the day, dude somebody doesn't like you, they're not going to like you. It's just like, there's nothing you can do about it. You meet, you run into people in life that are just fucking dicks or assholes, you know, or dicks inside assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at the end of the day, man, like, as long as you're just like, you know, fuck you, dude. You know, like, I literally like, like, shut the fuck up, man. Insert song here. Fuck mm. it. It's like, that's, you know, it, it does, you, you figure out that like, okay, like, that person is not going to affect what I'm doing today. You know, like that, like that's not going to ruin my day because that person hates what they see or something, you know, like, and trust me, dude, like it's wild. Right. Cause like tattoos and shit are like more normal now. Right. 
but yeah. I still get like crazy looks and like, like just for like the way I'm looking right now, you know, like, and I don't think it's that wild, you know, like when there's motherfuckers getting like their eyeballs tattooed and shit, you know, it's like, I don't think I look that crazy and I still get like those kinds of looks or fucking reactions. And it's wild to me, but that's the real world. Like it might look different on fucking Instagram, but it's fucking way different in the real world, especially when you go to certain places where they're not used to seeing people like you walking around, you know? So it's like, it's, it's really interesting, man. It's just, you kind of just figure these things out as you go along in life. It's like, these are things that like nobody tells you, you know, you just kind of figure it out, but I'm happy that I did what I did because it, it really, it really like, mentally and physically made me fucking live a lot better than I would say maybe like five, six years ago. Oh, I have to a hundred percent agree with you on that. Cause it was similar to me three or four years ago where getting out of college, it was like, okay, I had this idea for myself, but it was just basically like that cookie cutter kind of lifestyle. But as, t- as like, I kind of got into, it, I'm like, holy shit, this is horrible. And then all of a sudden, like <laughs> my world basically kind of came crashing down around me and it did, it did a whole world of a number on me, but seeing where it got me now, it's like, you know, I know who I am as a person. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with expressing myself as who I am. It's like, yeah, I still watch sports. I like a lot more music. You're going to see me walk around wearing one of those crazy ice nine kill shirts. Cause that's what I, that's me. That's what I like to do. However, if like you take a look at the YouTube video right now that we're doing for this podcast, you take a look at Damien, take a look at myself. I definitely have more of that like quote unquote status quo normal look than Damien does. However, the key is we're both living life the way, I mean, we want to live it. And to everyone listening, if you're, you know, cause I know you seem like, you know, we're bashing on that, you know, more quote unquote normal status quo lifestyle. If that's what makes you happy, if that's what genuinely makes you happy by all fucking means go and do that. That is perfectly fine. We're not saying you have to, you know, go with some crazy route. What we're talking about is the fact that we realize what makes us happy in life. We realize what's going what, to, that expressing ourselves is what's going to make us more en- enjoyable in terms of enjoying life, getting to know people, spreading that positivity around. And all of a sudden that positive energy is going to end up basically attracting people that have that same kind of positive energy. And all of a sudden we're going to be better off in the world for it. So if you end up, if you end up able to find that for yourself, no matter what it is, hell go for it because you know, and you're not going to please everybody. There's going to be someone out there that tries to judge you. But if you end up having enough confidence in yourself that, you know, their pain ain't going to affect your day. They might have it. They might be annoyed at the way you look or like, oh, we don't like the way he or she looks. You want to know what? If you don't necessarily care about that opinion, you want it's going to happen. Your day, your day is going to be fine. Like that, like you'll be like, oh, you this person gave me a weird look. Oh, who cares? But that person also, it's like, if they're going to be super judging about that, that's probably going to ruin their whole entire day as well. Don't let it ruin yours as well. Yeah, man. I, and like, you know, you hit the fucking nail on the head, dude, where it's just like at, at the end, because you're right. Like, you know, it, like just taking like my position for an example, it's like, you know, when you turn around and tell somebody I want to be a fucking musician, right? Then people will turn around and be like, what the what are you talking about you know like like they'll, like they'll be like that's cool but how many people are successful in that you know like you know because a lot of people are are afraid of it more so the fact because it's like not everybody knows like a successful musician you know like personally 
that can turn around and be like, oh no, it's a, it's achievable. You know what I mean? Or just any fucking profession that might seem like a little bit far-fetched, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, if it wasn't possible, we wouldn't have any fucking musicians or musicians wouldn't be able to do music for a living. You know, it's, it's because of that, that it makes people want to chase that, you know, that it's something. And again, don't get me wrong. There's people out there who, who know whatever they, they decide is what they want to do. That's what they want to do. Whether it's, you know, go join the army or, you know, be a, a fucking technician or whatever, you know, like, that could be what they want to do. It doesn't like not everybody want has to be fucking famous or fucking do something that involves like popularity, you know, like especially when you come go to like these very small town areas. Like like I grew up in a small town in Jersey and like honestly, and there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I'm going to go to vocational school to become a fucking mechanic and I'm just going to be a mechanic, you know, and that's just what they want to do. And it's like or I'm just going to go to vocational school and be a cop, you know, it's it doesn't have to be this crazy thing, but at the end of the day, as long as like, if that, just because you don't believe in it or you don't want that same thing, you shouldn't fucking discourage others from trying to fucking do it. You know, like it's at the end of the day, you should be supportive. It's like religion, you know, like I don't care what anybody believes in. Like you can believe in whatever the fuck you want. I'm not particularly a religious person, you know, but if somebody believes in, in fucking Christianity or Buddhism, whatever, cool, man. As long as you're not trying to force me to try and be into it, I don't care. It doesn't, you know, it's, it, it doesn't have anything to do with me. So it doesn't affect me, you know? It's so, like, why should I turn around and be like, oh, because I don't believe that your shit's bullshit, you know? It's like that, it, like, who the fuck cares? You know, like, it, at the end of the day, man, there's, I feel like too many people get wrapped up in, like, these things that don't actually matter, you know, like these things that don't actually really play a part in what you're doing, you know, it's just, so why get so worked up over it? It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like watching like Fox or something, you know, like watching the news. I don't watch any of that shit. Like, you know, and, and there's people who do, there's people who watch Fox and there's people who watch CNN and normally it's whatever side they're on, you know, but at the end of the day, as long as you're not telling me why I need to watch this or believe in that, I don't care. Then we can be cool, you know? But if you're going to, every time you get the chance, turn around and try and tell me what I got to believe in, what I got to think, then suck a dick, you know? Like, I don't, then see you later. Like, I don't, I'm not going to fucking hang out with you or I'm not going to conversate with you anymore because you're, you're, opin- you're too opinionated. You're trying to force your opinions on others, you know, that don't want it. Oh, I, I totally understand where you're coming from as well. And then that uh, that wedding that I brought up earlier when I, when I went to in Erie, Pennsylvania, was for my buddy. He is an immigrant from, uh, I think it was uh, from Burma. And and his whole entire family and his wife's whole entire family are Muslim. And me and my two friends, we all grew up in Christian households. So it was like, okay, you know, we're, we're the only ones that are going to be there that are not of that same faith. But it didn't matter due to the fact that we were there celebrating our friend getting married. And there were certain little, there were certain customs and certain practices that they had during the ceremony that we had no idea like what to do for them, but they invite us to join them in them. It's like, if you want to, you can, if you don't want to, that's fine. And we'll help you along the way. And we're like, okay, this is totally cool because we're being able to be a part of our friend's wedding, even though we're not in the same faith that he is. It, 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 it brought everybody closer together. 
But I think a great way to kind of sum up kind of what you were talking about there is it's a kind of a uh, theme that I subscribe to and a mindset that I subscribe to very Gary Vaynerchuk style where success is relative to what you see as happiness. And the reason we, the reason I say that is because you take a look at everybody around the world. Everyone has a different idea of themselves. Everyone has what different things that make them happy. We were just talking about everyone has a different thing that makes them go. That makes them just, you know, the best person they can possibly be. And whatever they want to go for, hell, they can be successful at that. And it's not going to be that like subscribe thing where it's like, oh, you have to have all this money. You have to have all this fame or this popularity. It's not the Instagram fucking lifestyle we're talking about. It's the fact that you know what makes you happy and you go for it. Hell, I got a friend who cuts metal for a living, probably is gonna make probably makes fifty thousand dollars a year, is getting married, has his own house, he wants to have kids, and the dude's one of the happiest guys I ever met. How can you say that guy is not successful just because he doesn't have that like that status of like, oh, he's a celebrity, not like, oh, he just got all doesn't have all these Instagram followers. Who cares? The dude is happy. His, like, take a look at his life. He's a freaking success because he's doing what he wants to do. And really taking a look at that. You take a look at musicians as well. There's sometimes musicians that don't necessarily hit it super duper big and they're working and grinding for 20, 30 years. All of a sudden, oh, were they successes? Well, did they enjoy life? Did they did they make the most out of life for those 20 or 30 years? Were they the happiest they could possibly be? And if they say yes, then how can you say they're not successful? Because they were happy in their whole entire lives. Why are we looking at successes as a measure of you have to have this amount of money, this amount of fame, this amount of followers on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it might be? Why don't we just look at it as, are you happy? Yeah. I, I mean, literally, it's it. I feel like it's funny because I watched like uh, not that long ago. I watched like this like documentary about social media on like Netflix and like basically how they like set things up to try and keep you to stay on the apps. You know, like what, like whether it's showing certain people's posts, certain ads. You know, it's to like kind of just keep you glued to your phone, you know, and it's like, I'm going to be real, man. I'd love to just get popping and then be one of those people who just like throws like a tour post like up, like out of the blue and it sells out. Like, like I, I would love that. Like, you know, because honestly, man, like, like social media is so fucking toxic, man. Like it's so like, and, and it sets like such a bad example for like teenagers and shit, man, where like. They're like they all they all these like teenagers that are like seeing like these like you know i'm gonna say more for like girls and stuff where they see like these chicks who are like got these perfect lives you know where they're like they look perfect they have a nice house it looks like they're always on vacation or something it's like it's like showing these fake versions of themselves and fucking it's really really toxic dude it's like it's just so bad for the brain because you're always trying to seek like you know, like just throwing something on the internet and you're like, oh, I hope this gets a lot of likes. Like, granted, I like in my scenario, it is a little important because of like, you know, the more thing, like the more things get viewed or like it's, it normally reaches more people, you know, and that's how music works. It's like algorithms and stuff. So like the better it does in short periods of time, it's, it reaches more and more people. But at the end of the fucking day, dude, if I didn't have to do it, like, if this was, like, the 90s, that'd be fire. If, like, the way I got popping was just to fucking tour all the time, I would love that because I love performing. So, if, if because, and, and again, it's just, like, a lot of social media is literally just, like, showing the best side of yourself, whether you're, like, you know it or not, but that, like, nine times out of ten, that's what a lot of people share. 
you know, is like, oh, like, look how happy I am. And then behind the scenes, they're like fucking miserable and they're like hoping they get 50 likes on that photo. You know, it's like, it's so crazy, dude. Like, and again, it's, you kind of just, it's like I was saying before, it's like, these are things that you just kind of like notice as you go along. But I, I feel like it's how you take that information in and how, and what you do with it is how, you know, you find that, that inner like mindset that you want to have to like maintain that happiness. Like you said, like about the guy that, you know, who fucking like, you know, makes the money he makes and is, and is like, you know, happy the way he is, even though he's not fucking popping on TikTok or something, you know, it's, and, and that's what it is. And that's why I respect that. And I love meeting people like that because it's like, it's such like a, 180 from this profession but it also grounds you you know like you you get grounded more when you go from talking to somebody where their their life almost relies on that stuff to somebody where it's like i don't remember the last time i even looked at facebook you know yeah and like i'm just fucking all i remember is fucking checking to see the fucking you know who won last night's race and fucking you know and what i'm having for dinner tonight like that's uh that's all i'm fucking thinking about right now you know it's in that that stuff's i i love like i just i love meeting that and seeing that because it just shows that that's still out there you know and it's it's not completely lost yet like it's not everybody's like fucking looking at their phone and fucking just like focusing on this thing just to find like this level of like comfort or happiness, you know, in a fucking device. Oh, absolutely. Cause even with what I do here with the corporate response, MSOT rocks, it's kind of like the people that follow me in the community that kind of created, it was something where I'll go live on Instagram every single Wednesday and we'll see people show up and it's like, okay, ask different questions. And if people have different opinions than I do, okay, that could be a very toxic thing where all of a sudden it's like people attack each other, but I always looked at it as, okay, why are you like, okay, if it's a different opinion on music, okay, if there's a band that I like that you don't like, just explain it to me. No judgment, just explain it to me and we'll talk about it because I know you've got a different opinion than I do. You've gone through different things in life than I have. So I'm curious to see what it is. And again, we're going to disagree on it, but instead of being like all evil and mad about it and talk about it, let's actually create like more of this welcoming kind of place because yeah, when you take a look at social media, you take a look at these people that seem like they have the perfect lives, always on vacation, the perfect look, the perfect body. You're just seeing the freaking highlights. You're only seeing like this 1% of time where they might seem happy, but, and also there's a lot of times where they're posting it because they're like happiness for them relies on a lot of likes on Instagram or a lot of retweets on Twitter, a lot of likes on Facebook, whatever it might be, a lot of views on TikTok. And it's something where, yeah, it is a very toxic kind of thing. And there's going to be things that try and break the mold. And you take a look at what happiness really is. And it's just what's going to end up making you happy to understand that. I mean, I figured that out a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, what's going to make me happy doing something like this? When it comes to the podcast, it's I love connecting with bands because there's so many different ideas out there, so many different styles out there. And I love just being able to connect with people just because, hell, this is what we love to do. So let's just have some fun with it. Let's talk about it and let's get more people in the know with it. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, more people are hanging out with us. More people end up like, like, okay, what's going to make me happy in life? Think about that, figure out, and all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom. Now they're going forward and they're going to end up driving towards what's going to make them happier. Hell, if that happens, you know, that's fantastic. I would love to see that happen. But yeah, when you take a look at social media, it is a, it is kind of like a, like a two-way street where it's like, yeah, you kind of need to be on there, especially with whatever you're doing, whether it's music, whether it's me with the podcast, whatever it might be with certain like uh, 
businesses because everyone's focused in on there. So you want to have the attention on you on there so that, you know, you can drive biz up, drive up, you know, with you getting more popularity around your music and more people listen to it, get more fans. And all of a sudden when you go on tour, more people come out and see you, then you can perform in front of many more people. But the other side of the coin is, yes, there's so much stuff on there as well that it's just, it's, it, it gets toxic really, really, really quickly. And it can be addicting because it, it, you get those likes. It's like, oh, Little Russia, dopamine to the head. Oh, this is awesome. Then you see one that doesn't get as many likes. For me, I stopped looking at the like counter. I, I don't look at it anymore. It, I, I, what I look at more is like, okay, what comments am I getting? And who's like, it's like if I post something, it doesn't get a comment. Oh, well, no biggie. If I post something, it gets like 20 comments. Already, this gives me time to talk to people and get to know more people. Just take a look at it as like, if if it doesn't work, then, oh, well, no big deal. If it works, hey, how about that? Yeah, it's it's a better way to look at it because it's just uh, at the end of the day, man, like, like, it, like you don't want to end up like feeling like down or discouraged because something, you, like you said, something you posted before did well and something doesn't, you know, like, like, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of them I, I listen to in particular uh, is like Jamie Jossa from Hey Breeds podcast. And he talks about that stuff all the time where like certain episodes get more love than others. And then it's like, you know, sometimes I'll catch myself thinking like, oh, man, like that one was dope. I'm surprised he didn't get as much love. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what like, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to yell? At? Like, He's not like going to yell at everybody like, you need to go listen to this one. It was great. You know, it's just like people are going to tune in more than others. And it's just, and it's not always going to be the same exact thing, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, enjoy it for what you enjoy it for. Like, like he's like one of my favorite, like music podcasts, you know, but then I like listening to like uh, Tom Segura and his wife's like podcast, your mom's house. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, cause they're like one of my favorite comedian podcasts. So it's like, and it, it's just that it's like, and, and same deal, like not maybe not everybody finds that humor funny, you know, but like I think a lot of that shit's fucking hilarious. So like I, I like listening to that stuff. So it's just it's all preference. It's all, you know, there's, there's a lot of fucking ingredients in the pot. But at the end of the day, it's like if, if you like what you're fucking making in the pot and in, in just your life in general, it's like like I said before, it's like, who cares? It's just you, you figure out what you like and you dislike and you take it from there. And and, 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 and that's the other thing too, man, where like, it, it goes with people as well. Like you, you know, when you're in high school, you know, you have like your set group of friends and then it slowly gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then like, next thing you know, you almost have like none to, if any, a couple of people that you're still cool with. And even that, it's just like, everybody has their own paths. You know, like I had a buddy that I fucking grew up with who went right into the Marines after fucking high school, man. And like now he lives in fucking, I forget, either North or South Carolina. And he's fucking happy. He's got a house. He's got kids, you know, like and, you know, even though it's not the route that I took fucking what do I care? Like he he's still fucking somebody that I used to hang out with every day. It's not like he's fucking changed. It's like fucking oh, this guy went fucking helped our country out you know in the way he did so now fuck him you know like that's fucking crazy you know so like it's just but at the same time it's like but then i i decided to go the route i did with fucking music it's like everybody just has their own route and their own way that they want to do things and that's just 
how you got to fucking be about it. You know, I feel like we've, we've been on this topic for like a hot fucking minute. I feel like we keep circling back, but, uh, <laughs> well, oddly enough, cause I was going to bring up something off this topic as well. Cause even though we have been going off this topic for a while, it kind of seems to flow really well into your brand new song STFU. It seems to flow really well into the whole entire core meaning behind that song. So we can talk about that if you want to. You know what? I think since it's a new song, we should maybe talk about it. Let's 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 talk about it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> let, let, let's talk about it because when I was listening to it, okay. One thing I always do is when it comes to listening and doing my deep dive analytics of it the way I do it. First thing I was trying to figure out is what the meaning behind the song is because that drives a lot of the emotion, a lot of the drive behind it. Because if because usually when I talk to artists, it's like okay. How do they create songs? For, typically, it's like, okay, you get you come up with a riff, you come up with a cool idea for some, you build off it, you let it naturally happen, you figure out what the song feels like, then you put the words on top of it to really drive forward home that point, and then you get this full feeling thing. When it comes to STFU, always start with the meaning, and my thought process was, this is how I put it as I wrote it. Meaning, I think, was about removing the negative viewpoints that are being forced upon you by a lot of other forces around you, mostly people. In an age with social media, and it seems like everyone is able to type or that, that like is able to type or owns a phone, has an opinion that is the most valid thing on anything that you might be able to do. And honestly, you best kind of just like shut that up, shut have them shut the fuck up and kind of focus on themselves instead of what everyone else is doing. So for yourself, it's kind of focusing on yourself. And kind of just shutting out all the bullshit around there and kind of basically going all WWE, go the rock on all those different opinions, all those different judgmental things on social media. Literally tell them to know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, it's just that it's 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 really just too many chiefs, not enough Indians, you know, like it's there too many people with opinions and not enough people willing to just sit and listen, you know. It's like, you know, obviously we're having a discussion, so there's a lot of like conversating, but I'm definitely more of a listener, you know, like when I, when I meet new people, I'm more of a listener because it gives me like an idea of like learning about that person, you know? And I, and it's it just, it's just that man, like a lot of people just don't know how to shut the fuck up, dude. Like literally like people just run their mouth or have like these opinions on everything and, and, and just like, it's just it's so crazy man like like you know like i what was it that i saw more recently something about like the in disney like i think they're changed they're asking to like try and change like the ride for uh yeah the like, snow, snow white ride dude like like you know what i mean in like canceling pepe le pew and like just do like they're literally like canceling shit at like, fucking forever ago like was like always a thing and it's like well, i don't i listen man like i'm not does that mean everything in history is okay or cool you know no obviously not but it's like what are we gonna do are we gonna just completely rewrite history and then like act like nothing bad ever happened you know what i mean or act like you know like everything's been fucking great always you know it's like dude snow white bro it's fucking snow white it's a ride it's a fucking movie it's Disney, man. Like, what are you going to do? Not everything's going to be fucking Monsters, Inc., bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I get, like, the concept of, like, why they're trying to change it. But it's just so crazy to me that it's like, and it's just that. And it's like the person who said that, I'm pretty sure it was just like a, 
like uh like somebody who just worked for like some kind of like website or magazine or something like just some random fuck you know what i mean like not like not even like anybody important but because that headline is so crazy that makes everybody want to talk about it you know because it's it's such a crazy headline but that's what news is these days news is literally headlines it's like what can we get people to watch our shit or read our shit you know it's a fucking crazy headline because that's how it is with anything it's like fucking like you know even just like on instagram like fucking if it's something's got a fucking funny caption or a crazy caption or something then you're like oh shit i'll check this out like if it's a video or something you know and then you watch it you know but it but it's like but then when it gets to the point of like just man like just like all this all this fucking bullshit that it's just like literally just that and i felt like us out the gate coming out with a song called stfu which literally the why it's called that is because when i fucking wrote it and the first fucking words are like stfu to the ones who choose like that it just stuck so even though like i don't say stfu at all the rest of the song but like essentially that's what the song is about we just thought that was like a strong title for it you know where again like we're in just such a time where just so many fucking people talk and so many people have opinions that it's just like people just gotta really learn to shut the fuck up oh easily easily it's kind of like what you're talking about with the whole entire snow white thing as well as just like someone created a headline all of a sudden it's just People took people are taking clickbait way, way, way too seriously on that because that might have been something that was created just to get views and and hits. That might have been it. And when you, when you take a look at the story of Snow White, it goes even further back than the Dis- when Disney made a movie about it back in the 1930s. It goes back to European folklore back from the 1800s even. It goes way, way, way back then. It's nuts. But when even when you think about the certain things, well, when Brett is talking about history, it's like everyone wants to rewrite history, like or forget about certain things. And my homeroom teacher in high school was a history teacher, one probably like my most influential teacher I've ever had. And his one of his favorite quotes is always, you know, those who don't learn history are damned to repeat it. And if we keep deleting stuff, all of a sudden, all the stuff that would happen, it's gonna end up happening again. It's history's meant history's history's meant to be learned from. It's not meant to be forgotten. And when it comes to the song STFU as well, it's like, yeah, just all these different crazy opinions. It's like, it's like, it's basically like when everyone's screaming, nothing gets accomplished. It's like, everyone's trying to scream and all these different things, you know, maybe you're, maybe it's like you take a listen, all these different opinions on Twitter and Instagram. It's like, some of these are just kind of there just because Hey, they're crazy enough. Kind of like conspiracy theories. You find like real crazy ones and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this one makes no sense. But all of a sudden people jump on it like birds aren't real. I mean, come on. <laughs> I still think that one is funny as shit though, but it's, it make it just, it just, it just kind of fits in with the song. It's like, just shut the fuck up. And then even with the style, the music that you want on it as well, I am not going to lie. The style of music was the perfect way to go about it as well. Yeah, man. I mean, you could thank fucking uh, Mikey for that one, you know, and I feel like that's what I I really liked when I like joined this group. What I really like about like the contrast, because like I feel like I like Mike play like Mikey plays like this such like, you know, bluesy type of fucking guitar, you know, that like I feel like a lot of like groups that do like the rap and the rock shit are like all making like you know where it just sounds like chugs and shit it just sounds very like generic as fuck and like he kind of plays in like a way that 
it's got like rage vibes, you know. I mean, the guy likes fucking rage against the machine. I mean, well, you know, you you're influenced by who you're influenced by, and like, I feel like, but then like, my take is like a little bit newer, you know, and fucking don't. And plus, me and Sahaj, because me and Sahaj worked on a lot of stuff together from Raw, and um, you know, our takes, we've put this such newer spin on it that it sounds current, you know? So what would normally sound like an older style of playing with a guitar and like the rest of the music that the, the vocal style is so much more current that it, it kind of just like helps blend everything together. And it's, it's definitely like wild, like how we've created what we've created, you know? And, and it's made me like excited on what we've created because we've definitely made like, a lot of really dope music that we have like packed in the fucking back of the cellar right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cause they, and cause there are the bands that blend hip hop and rap. And then also with more rock and metal as well, that I really do like, like uh, from ashes to do and specifically Hollywood undead, especially some more of the older Hollywood undead stuff. I still get into it. They're they're uh, new empire volume one, volume two. There's some things I liked about it for the most part. I'm like, eh, just maybe not where I was going with that. But when I listen to SCFU, cause kind of like, Right from the intro with the rough distortion and the hard rocker from the guitar, I right away I'm like, this is definitely something different. If we're gonna be more of that, because I saw the teaser had more of like that rap rock flavor too. I'm like, this is definitely different because I do know what you're saying you kind of feel more of that like that chuggy guitar vibe. But I'm like, this is definitely more of this like massive anthemic hard rock sound. And right from the get go, I was getting this massive hard rock shine down feel to the song, and then all came from that anthemic build that gives the song like that just anthem from the get go. And I was like, this is intriguing enough already. I feel like this could easily already from the, just the intro, be a promo for a WWE pay-per-view. I mean, that'd be fucking really cool, man. I, I, that's like, I have like a whole fucking idea of like, I like, so like, I want to make it huge first. And then I want to like approach WWE <laughs> with like a whole gimmick that I got in my fucking head that I would love to do. Cause like, I don't know if like, like how much you follow that, but like how like, they had like Bad Bunny fucking wrestle and like WrestleMania, which hands down, dude, one of the coolest fucking entrances, dude. Like I loved I pulled up on that big ass fucking like truck and like and dude, and he was like actually hitting moves, man. Like he was actually hitting spots. And I was like really surprised. Like it wasn't just like, oh, like fake punches and stuff. Like, no, he was like jumping off the ropes and shit and doing like actual shit, dude. And I was like, wow, that was actually really cool. You know, like the Miz and Morrison, I can really give two fucks about, but like, <laughs> you know, like, but like, it was still like really cool. And it like, uh, to me seeing stuff like that, I'm like, okay, like something like that's possible. But like, I, I like, like, all right. So like, here's my, actually, you know, I don't even want to give it. No, because I got to yeah. sell, I got to save it. I got to save it for when save I post it. WWE. It. I have it all fucking set out and planned out, but it's got to be done right. You know, but I, uh. I, I man, if I ever was able to do something like that, like a fucking entrance or something, because like I, I live for that. When you see like those guys come out and the entrance song kicks in and the crowd's going crazy, like I live for that. Like that adrenaline, you know, and they talk about it too that like adrenaline rush that you get from that dude. It's just like hitting the stage, man. Like you hit the stage and the crowd just screaming and going crazy. Like there's nothing like it, man. It's like the best high, dude. Like, ain't, there's no drugs or alcohol that could fucking match that high, dude. It's really fucking something else. It's so dope. 
I'll, I'll say for everyone listening, if you want to see an example of that from WWE, take a like go on YouTube and search up Mankind's first world title win when he was facing off against The Rock, and then of course McMahon's jump in and it's looking not it's not looking good, and all of a sudden you hear the glass shatter from Stone Cold, and the crowd just goes absolute ape shit. It is insane, and then. I, he he uh I think he hit the McMahon to the chair or something, and then all of a sudden he gives us or he yeah, he hits a, the rock with the chair as well, gives him the stunner or something, drags mankind over him, and just hearing the crowd chant the one, two, three, you will easily feel just like this insane euphoric rush of just passion and energy. It is it is insane. Like if that is probably the best way to describe like if someone take a look at like kind of the WWE aspect of just what you were describing, that is the clip to check out. Yeah, I mean, I've even been to, like, I went to SummerSlam when I was younger, dude, and same deal, like, the energy was just crazy, man. I remember, like, I was screaming so much that I lost my voice by the end of it. And, like, the headliner was, uh, it was John Cena versus Randy Orton. And it was just, like, a regular match. But, dude, it was just so fucking, it was just insane. This is prior to now. Now I think John Cena is so corny because he's just on fucking everything. Like, he's, like, in a million movies. He's like hosting TV shows. It's like he's just on everything that I'm like, all right, go. I got it. I got <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, but, but like, yeah, dude, like it, it, there's something about that stuff, man. Like, like and that's just how I try to approach it. I try to approach, like I'm kind of happy we didn't have to do any live streams because like as cool as they are. There's nothing like playing in front of actual people, man. Like like you're like you're really like feeding off the crowd and that's what they do in that you know you're feeding off the crowd to like play into them basically and, and like that and sometimes shit gets called on the fly to like fucking be like yo like they're really like pushing for it to go this way or like yo they're really pushing for this person and obviously you know wwe's really planned out but then in certain scenarios like uh like going really far back like the montreal screw job where yeah. like fucking you know, where they did that shit to fucking, uh, Bret you know, the Bret Hart, you know, it's stuff like that. Where, like, he didn't even fucking know that that was going to happen, you know, and, and that, but that plays into the crowd, that plays into, like, you know, a couple other things. But it's, uh, again, man, like, they, there's just, there's a different level of energy that's just always so fucking dope. But, and that's what I've always liked about wrestling. Like, like, I was, I was actually saying this earlier. I was like, yeah, dude, like, literally, I want to be a wrestler. And then I wanted to be a musician. Like, it was just that. I didn't, like, I didn't want any real jobs. Like, it was, like, wrestler. Then I was like, eh, that, that might be kind of hard. I'll do music. <laughs> so. Yeah, and another, and another example of that from wrestling as well, where it's, like, feeding off what the crowd is doing and kind of calling down the fly is I forgot what WrestleMania was, either 17, 18, or 19, when the main event was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, NWO-style Hulk Hogan. And Hogan was supposed to be the heel and Rock was supposed to be the babyface. But when they got into the ring, all of a sudden, the crowd was so much more behind Hulk Hogan. And I think the script was to have The Rock actually be the winner. But they changed it on the fly because of how the crowd was reacting. Because it was all of a sudden, okay, everyone is behind Stone Cold. Everyone's behind Hulk Hogan. Let's feed into this. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And when it comes to playing a live show as well, I totally understand it. Because all the best live shows that I've been to, it's the band is feeding off the energy from the crowd and the crowd is feeding off the energy from the band. It's a feeding frenzy that goes back and forth and that's when you get the best shows possible. I mean, the second time I saw Motionless in White in 2019, that's pretty much what they did because we were all amped up going crazy from after the burial and all of a sudden here comes Motionless in White and 
we're still going just as crazy. And they're like, oh shit, we got to up our game. They started playing more stuff off of creatures out of nowhere. And all of a sudden it was like, we're like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden it just kept going and going and going. It was freaking ridiculous. But I totally know where you're coming from on that one. Yeah, especially after following after the burial. I've seen after the burial twice live and they're fucking, their shit just slaps, dude. Like they they fucking go hard live. So I can, I can imagine that. I can imagine because I, I've also seen, I've, I've watched Motionless play twice live and like I can imagine them like pulling out, you know, the fucking, the gutturals and shit. The fucking <laughs> really like, did. Like, oh, we got we gotta win them back. We can't play any of the light shit. You know, <laughs> fucking. It's definitely like a, a battle, and that and that's something that that's the other thing I like about that too, man. When you're like on a run and you're going on before like bands who you know a lot of people are there for, and then you just fucking rip it, dude. And you make it hard as fuck to follow. Like I love that, but it's like a, it's like a level of competition that's like I don't know. It's not like in a dick way but it's like you're you're it's it's like i don't know because i'm like a little like i'm a little competitive you know like i i like to fucking give it my all and i like to go hard and i like to fucking make a fucking statement you know like i it's to me it's almost like a little bit of a rush if the band who goes on after the crowd doesn't even remotely give the hype for it, you know what <laughs> i mean because i'm like damn dude we went so fucking hard that the crowd doesn't even know what to do with this next band. Like they're just like still like fucking like that's how I felt um when I saw Judas Priest for the first time live, which was only like a few years ago. So like, you know, Rob Halford's pretty old, but like it was still so insane, dude. I was like chain smoking afterwards. I was like, holy fuck, like every song sounded like a finale. Like every song sounded like the last song. And I was like chain smoking afterwards, man, because I was like, holy shit, that was so crazy. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because in 2019, I went to go see the, I went to see, it was uh, a day to remember because they were on the Degenerates tour. And they were with I Prevail and Beartooth. And they had Beartooth go on first. I was like, that's a bad move because I Prevail was going on second. And can you try and match the energy that Caleb Shomo is going to put out there? Because I, I think Beartooth played like eight songs, maybe. But after everyone's just like, how the fuck are you going to top that? Like, kind of think about it for like, how the fuck are you guys going to top what just happened? And they, I, to their credit, like, they started out with Bow Down, so that was a good start, but then they played some more of the softer stuff, and they just like, oh, this isn't going the way we hoped it went. I was like, I prevailed, played fine, but if I wanted to remember them more for a positive, I would have put them first in front of Beartooth because having Beartooth then lead into a day to remember just with the energy transfer of that show would have been a lot better. But like, I still remember that show from Beartooth. But when it comes to STFU as well, like br bringing this type of style of a song, especially kind of to amp up the crowd, especially at, like on a tour where you guys are going to be like the opener primarily to start out with, it it could easily pull that off because even going to the verse, I got to talk about them as well because when you jump into them, from an instrumental standpoint, you have the rougher guitar tone staying there, more kind of a hard rock consistent drumming on the in the background. But there's this electronic inclusion over it with this real kind of hip hop feel behind it, taking the forefront of the song. It provides a little more of that anthemic cocky attitude to the song. And if the band has that rap influence and infusion all over this whole entire part, it could take the magic of like that older Hollywood undead style that I particularly really get into and put in more of that anthemic hard rock build. So I'm like, we got something here. And then when you look at, when you, and I looked at your vocals on that one, when you're rapping over the whole entire thing, the tone you had a little bit of a higher pitch to it, but the tone brought forward again, some of that cocky energy for, as a whole that I really love from Hollywood Undead because it brings forward this great sound and top more of this anthemic style, but the pace wasn't super duper fast. 
it's kind of like you were using like this higher pitch kind of like if I'm thinking Hollywood Undead, just kind of in comparison, Charlie scene style like pitch, but with the pace, you know, like a Johnny three tiers kind of thing. I'm like, this is a great move because it gives you like as a like kind of like that rap part and the hip hop part. It gives you your own complete sound right there. Like it just added all to it. I'm just like, holy shit, we're getting into this. Like, damn, like this is this is some fun shit. And I'm like, okay, where's this build going to happen? What's this chorus going to be like? And again, damn. <laughs> yeah man i mean you know the way I, I looked at like approaching this stuff right it was uh because like you know i i'll use like like tony hawk as like a fucking example where like you know tony hawk was like really known for the 900 degree spin now there's like 10 year olds who hit that you know what i mean so there's been a lot of rap rock groups you know and i'm like you know i i i wanted to like almost like i don't know how to explain it. like i don't i don't want to like intentionally try to sound like two people but in a way i did because like i wanted to like i feel like that level of diversity because a lot of the times like like they were even saying prior to me joining the band like before because like again i was like the last piece you know in this band like they were originally thinking they were going to need two vocalists like they were going to get like a rapper and then have like one of the other guys sing and then i came along and they're like, oh, fuck, this guy can be bold, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, and I, I just, again, it's like, it's almost like the magician effect where it's like, it's not as crazy. Maybe it's to me, it's not that crazy because I'm the one doing it. But like to the average person, it sounds wild because I'm like you said, I'm going from like this high pitch rapping to like this, like bring me the rise in style pre-chorus yeah. to like this big anthem, like anthem type chorus. And it's like three different fucking vocals, you know, and it's like, but they all hit just as hard in each spot. And it's like to have that level of diversity, man, I feel like that's almost like a requirement because it's like it's like so many things have been done before already that like now you got to learn how to like reinvent the wheel, but make that fucker spin like a wheel, even though it's like an octagon, you know, like (laughs) like you got to like you got to know how to like put your spin on it, you know, it's like in how to like do it differently and i and i feel like i have a lot of confidence in that stuff because it's like again where i feel like a lot of people would need two different types of vocalists to do that we only need me and i fucking do all of that and i feel like that's what's gonna make us stand out especially say once touring comes around like in august and maybe nobody even took the time to look us up that's going there for raw or awake at last and then they hear like this rapping they're like "Ah, i don't know and then I start singing like, okay. And then that chorus comes in like, okay, all right, you got me. You got, okay, I'm here. You know, it's like fucking, it's just that you you throw, you catch people off guard and it's almost like it's that much better because they didn't expect it instead of being predictable and being like, oh, well, I know what's coming next. You know, like, like as much as I love like Wage War, like Wage War will have like 20 breakdowns in a song. So like when they start, building for that fourth breakdown you're like here comes the other here comes another one you know it's like it's dope but it's like you know it's coming you know so it's like then they have to figure out different ways to make that breakdown hit you know yeah it's like with architects it's like you know they're gonna end up being a blend and a breakdown in there somewhere but take a listen to a song like black lungs off of the brand their brand new album it's like they have the breakdown they're like oh yeah it's there and all of a sudden the court the final chorus ends and then they just hit you with a random breakdown there when i heard that for first time i'm like 
what the actual fuck was that? And I was super duper excited. But then jump back into SCF as well, because when you get to that pre-chorus part, you kind of like, like, gotta like bring back a little bit more with a melodic style, but like you hear the drum roll in there. So I can see where that bringing the horizon kind of feel comes, especially with the softer vocals on there. But it's that building up drum roll. I'm thinking like, oh shit, what the hell are we going to get with the chorus? And when I first heard that drum roll, my first thought for the chorus was, are we going to end up getting back kind of like what we heard, what I felt like in the intro? Are we going to get this like super duper, like more anthemic style in the chorus? And I got to say, when it came to the chorus, the best way I can describe this was like, it felt like this anthemic, insane, like you basically took this whole entire like kind of rap rock style, all of a sudden kind of dropped it down to build it back up to this heavy hitting style. Like this makes me feel like I'm listening to like the power that shine down has because the flow into it was so perfect because that pre-chorus took the drum roll to increase us back into the more anthemic powerhouse here. But we're getting a little bit of a different flavor where some of that more like cocky energy is taken out, but more of this success feel is brought in here just for the instrumentals. I'm like, it was a simple move overall, kind of bring that in, but an absolute great one. And then we go to your vocals where I'm like, you literally went from like the rap styles of like mixing like Johnny Three Tears and Charlie Scene kind of like in a way to really, that all, all completely made it your own. But then the chorus, I'm like, were you inspired by Brent Smith to shine down here? Because I'm like, the vocal sound, the vocal power had that similar feel to it. It was written all over. I'm like, the slightly higher pitch over the normal vocal sound is incredibly nuts with how the anthemic drive of the chorus is. Like, this creates this great flow between the hard rock and the rap rock sound with this overall anthemic overlay. So it was like this build. I'm like, I'm, I hope we're kind of going to that like full on like anthemic hard rock build and in the chorus. And when I heard him like, Oh, this was the perfect payoff for this. Like I kind of felt, especially after that intro, but I'm like, it could have still gone anywhere. I still had no idea where it was going to go. I'm like, I'm hoping it goes there because it's the perfect build. And then boom, right there. Fuck yeah, man. I, I really appreciate it, man. Seriously. You know, I was really excited uh, that it, it, it came out the way it did and fucking people are digging it. You know, I'm actually, I, I got to like charge, throw my phone on the charger real quick. Cause it's like, I like, I got notifications. It was on 10%. I don't want to like fuck up the call. So like, all right, let me like just really quick fucking bring that guy over here. But I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, man, it was, I, I honestly, like I said, it's just the, it's funny because I'm not like a, a huge shinedown fan. I fuck with shinedown, but like, I, I guess like to me, it's just liking like the, the anthemic style of, of music where like I, I, I just like shit that sounds big, man. And, and it's like, and I feel like for shit to sound big, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know what I mean? It like, it can be pretty simple. And, and, and realistically, like, dude, that riff is literally just like fucking bow down, 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 down. Like that's like simple as fuck, but it's like, but it's the way we did it, you know, that makes it sound new and refreshing. It doesn't sound tired or boring or old. It just like it's the way we we deliver it all that like it's digestible to like the average person, but it still fucking sounds fresh. Like, yo, like it just came out like it did, you know, like and that and that's the idea is like, you know, we we tried approaching all the music that we've done like, hey, let's make sure we make this to where whenever it fucking comes out, it sounds like ahead of the curve. You know, like that it's, it's not, it's not it, it, like, I'm not going to say not following anybody, but it's like more so 
trying to start creating a lane, you know, of like, who the fuck knows? Like maybe, like maybe it, it does start making like a form of like this style that we've been doing and like more bands start doing it. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm like, like we're going to be this <laughs> fucking forefront leader here when yeah. we just put a fucking song out, you know, but at the same time, you know, sky's the limit, man. And I, and I only want to fucking aim high. Like I, like it, it's hard when like I, I was fucking, you know, doing something earlier and i talk about a lot of the same stuff but like i like like seeing deal like i was seeing in the last thing i was doing um you know i i always i'm like the fucking baseball pitch uh like player where i'm sitting at the fucking plate with my bat and i'm like point out i'm like i'm like calling it you know like i like i always i always call it even if it's a fucking single you know like even if i'm only getting to first base like i'm calling it out that's fucking going out there and fucking and and again it's like the it's just so dope that after all this time that i finally found a group who was like down to do this stuff because i've always wanted to do the rapping and the singing like i've i've done my fair share of screaming in other bands in the past and it as much as i like heavier music it's not really like for me that much like it's like so it's, it's just it's a harsh vocal style you know but I've always been very big on rapping and singing. So like I, the fact that I was fine, we were able to make this a thing or more so the minute they fucking told me, yeah, we're looking for somebody to rap and sing. I'm like, I'm right here. I'm <laughs> nice. right here. I'm over here. You know, like, and I was down for it, you know? So yeah, man, it's, it's been a, it's been a cool fucking, you know, a, a cool experience. And we're just in the fucking very beginning, man. We're just in the first lap, you know? So it's like, we still got like another fucking 95 laps to go here. So <laughs> you got another 95 laps to go just in the first stage. If we're talking NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny actually where I'm in, uh, where I'm from, which is uh Forked river, New Jersey, a little South of there is this place called Manahawkin, which is actually where Truex Jr.'s from. Uh, oh, if, yeah. you know who like that is in NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't follow NASCAR too heavy, but I do. I've, I've started to like, fall into it and like it more so like i'll watch it when it's at the bar and shit but like i don't really follow it but yeah i'm like literally like the guy's got like a street named after him in that town because that's like where he's from so yeah, I mean, he was a champion in 2017 so it makes sense but when it comes like back to red star as well like with the song again like you're saying you know you brought in these different like there's been a lot of bands into the rap rock thing but this really did sound fresh because you brought more of this like anthemic hard rock feel to the overall song as well so when I went and did my little like, okay, if I had to put a synopsis on this song overall, again, I do this for pretty much every single song I do a deep dive in. What did I think of it? This is exactly what I wrote. Overall, damn, Red Star came flying out of the gate with this first single. From the get-go, the influence of the hard rock and the rap with the anthemic connection between the two created songs made me think of if Shinedown wrote a song and had Hollywood Undead featured on it. The connection with how the vocals in the verse and the chorus differed, but the del but delivered that anthemic feel of the song overall really was a standout moment for me here. I'm a fan of this, and now the question is, how does Red Star build on their style from here? As your listener, you'd be best off if you joined the bandwagon now instead of later. Trust me on that one. Oh, yeah, man. I, I hope everybody's listening because that, that's a good statement. That, that's a that's a that's a hell yeah statement I throw on there. So that, that's an absolutely that's an absolute hell yeah statement. I mean, 
<laughs> literally Stone Cold, give me a hell yeah. And everyone's just going, hell yeah. That's the kind of statement. Oh, for right hell there. yeah. You know, fucking. <laughs> oh, oh, Dude, God. Yeah. oh, absolutely. Honestly, I cannot wait to hear you guys play this live in August. Yeah, I can't wait to fucking play it live in August, man. Fucking. Oh, man. I can't, dude. You have no idea. Performing is my fucking shit, dude. It's like, I I love, it's probably my favorite thing about doing music is getting on stage and fucking performing. And and I, and especially what I, like, again, because, like, I've I've gotten the experience from doing different genres. And, like, what I've learned from fucking playing in, in rock and shit, man, is, like, rock fans are always just, like, very receptive, you know? Like, they're always very, like, open to hearing listening to something and jamming out to it even if they have no idea who the fuck it is you know and I, and i've always loved that and i've gotten a lot of really diehard fans from fucking just like going out there and giving it my all and and and, and it's like it's just that at the end of the day it's like hey if you're gonna pay your hard-earned money even if it's fucking 18 20 whatever whatever the cost of the ticket is like even if you're spending that to a lot of people that could be a lot of money you know and it's like i I feel like if you're going to pay that to come see me play and of course other bands, you know, we're not the headliner, but you're paying to come see my band and other bands play. I want to make sure that at least when we go on, we're like, you're walking away. Like, wow. Like I got my money's worth, you know? And like, you fucking really were satisfied with what you got. And then if you weren't and you're trying to, and you're like trying to hit me with a refund, like it's Walmart. Well, I don't know what to fucking tell you, but fucking, <laughs> you know, because this ain't Walmart. This is fucking Red Star. So we ain't giving out no refunds around here. So. <laughs> oh, hell no. And again, just keep up that mentality that you have around live shows as well, because it, not only is it going to make people remember your band on stage, but especially when you go on tours as well, it's going to also, I, I know the competitive side, it's like, yeah, and you go to the next band, it's like, okay, you're up, try and follow that, but. It also kind of just gives them again, like, okay, now let's like, it inspires them at the same time as well. Like, okay, how can we bring this forward even more? How can we keep this going? Then all of a sudden it's like, they do the same thing. And all of a sudden now they go to the headliner, your turn now. And all of a sudden it's just this overall thing where you could potentially just with, with the energy and just the passion that you put out in there, you could potentially have the other bands inspire them to do the exact same thing. And then you create a show that is unforgettable for every fan that's in the crowd that night. Yeah, and you don't ever know who's in that crowd, man. Like, you could be inspiring the next fucking musician at that show, you know? You never you never know, man. You, you, and, and and I've had that happen, too, where I've had, like, like, kids come up and shit and fucking, like, ask me, like, oh, how do you do this? Like, how do you get into this and stuff like that? And, like, and want to know. And it's, like, it's cool to, like, when that kind of stuff happens because it's, like, it to me, it's, like, telling me that, like, I did my job because I got somebody so impressed that they want to fucking do it and they want to learn how to fucking get into this same thing you know it's it's just like you know it's like uh being like a photographer or something and like somebody's seeing like dude like i love your shots like on instagram like yo how do i get into this you know and, and so and you might run into some fucking dickheads that are like don't want to give you any info or like they're like oh well i'm not gonna tell you any of my secrets you know but it's like and then, but then there's a lot of people that you meet that are like actually cool, like that will fucking be like, nah, like this is like, this is how you do it. You know, like this is how you, you get started, you know, and it's a lot of work, but it's, it's worth it if it's something that you seriously want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm like I said, it's it, like performing is my fucking bread and butter. 
unless I fucking break my leg or something <laughs> and then I can't really move. But fucking like I, uh, you know, it, it's definitely something that I, I always try to make sure that when somebody's there and they and they're and they witness that, that they're like, dope. I didn't have to just like go bullshit or like go get a drink or smoke or whatever and like go find something to do while this band plays because they're terrible or they're boring, you know? Like that's something that I never ever want to happen. I want people to always fucking be like, man, I hope they keep playing. You know, I hope they've got another song. I hope they got another song after that song. Yeah. You know? So in essence, kind of to summarize everything again, when it comes to Red Star, honestly, Go back a couple minutes. To, again, take a listen to that overall little like summary synopsis of STFU that I basically put out there because that will basically be like the calling for you to A, listen to the song, B, get into it, and then C, follow along with Red Star. And then D, when they're on tour, again, the little mini tour that's happening in August around the Midwest or when things get you know even bigger for them and they're able to go on even larger tours, go around to different places as well. Keep an eye on them because you're going to want to go and see them live. And like I said, when I keep saying I'll see him in August, yeah, it's happening. I already bought my freaking ticket for it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to slam one back on fucking Stone Cold. You know, fucking <laughs> we're gonna have to fucking drink a Stone Cold beer, fucking when we're at that fucking venue. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, Damien, as we close out this podcast. I always like to give the artist, whoever my guest is, a chance to say whatever they want to say, plug whatever they want to plug right at the end of this. So, Damien, the floor is yours. All right. So, if you haven't been here and you just decide, I'm just going to tune in now at the fucking end of this. We're a fucking band called Red Star. I go by the name of Damien Drake. Just so you didn't fucking hear it the first time, I'm going to tell you again. The band's called Red Star with two Ds. I know it ain't spelled right. We did that on purpose. So make sure you check out our song, Shut the Fuck Up. And don't come at me trying to tell me that you, you don't, oh, I don't, I don't know where it is. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Well, then shut the fuck up. That's it. <laughs> That's what I made that song for. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to, I don't want to hear you complain. I just want you to go listen to it. So check that shit out. It's on all platforms. You want merch, buy the merch. You want to fucking just follow us. You want to send a dick pic, whatever, fucking just do whatever you feel like doing. Just as long as you don't fucking bother me too much, you know, we'll, we'll fucking keep this shit rolling. Perfect. And now time for me to end with three things. Now, number one, when it comes to finding Red Star Online, again, everything that Damien just said. Yes, the band has two D's in the name as well. If you're like, oh my God, I want to find them online, but is there an easy way to do it? Kevin, make this as easy as possible for us. You're the podcast. You're the one who puts this episode together. Come on, make it easy as possible. Look in the freaking description of the podcast. You're going to see Find Red Star Online where you can follow them on their socials, check out their YouTube channel, buy some merch from them, and also you know know when they're going to be in your area and buy some tickets along with the fact of where you can find them streaming-wise, Spotify, Apple Music. All the links are going to be there for you guys so you guys can find them as easy as possible. Now, here's number two, and this is where I was alluding to right at the beginning of the podcast as well. So... Whenever I have a guest on the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on, I always like to make a promise. So this happens 100% of the time, basically. Damien, this is this is no different. So this is definitely happening. It perfectly ties in. So when I get to see you perform live for the first time in August, my promise to you is this. First round's on me. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. I mean, 
I'm going to hold you to that. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that. So I appreciate that, man. I'll say, we're, we're going to do a good amount of drinking. I'll tell you that, but you got to bring your best liver. I'll say, I'll say, please hold me to it because I also have the same deal with awake at last and I have the same deal with Sahaj. So it's going to be an all around thing that day. <laughs> oh shit, man. You better make sure you fucking work the extra hours that week. So <laughs> problem is, is that's the day after I get back from Vegas as well. So better, uh, better learn how to properly gamble. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, Damien. Well, with that being said, I cannot at all good conscience end this podcast with goodbye because that is way too freaking final. Plus, I'm seeing you in August perform live, and I have to make good in that promise as well. So this is not goodbye, my friend. This is see you later. Hell yeah. Whoa, folks, that's my interview with Damien for the band Red Star. Again, please go and check out SCFU. It is anthemic as all hell. If you did not see it as the Song of the Day feature on MSOTD Rocks, then check it out now. Go follow the band. Again, everything you know about them in the link in the description below. I mean, I got all the links there for you. So go check that out as well. Please follow them. Give them a listen. If you're able to get a ticket for any of the shows on their little Midwest run with Ra and Awake at Last, please do so. If it's going to be the one ever seen, you will see me there as well. Also, if you are subscribed to the podcast here on MLC Rocks and the YouTube channel, hey, thank you. If you are not, what are you waiting for? Go do that right now. You can subscribe here on YouTube or Spotify, podcast, iHeartRadio, and follow us on T-Rocks in all the places. Link description below. And on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Code Progression Podcast. But T-Rocks, rock, rock, metal, thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one up with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah! Yeah!